This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, you in? Order now on the McDonald's app. You can also get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Welcome one and all to the Back of the Nest Preview Podcast. I am your host Terence Ford and Albert and Sam are with me as we build you up to Brighton's visit to Selhurst Park in the not A23 derby, not the M23 derby. It's just a rivalry. Call it what you want. It's the big one for the season. And we're looking to build, maybe not on Liverpool, but on the result that we got against Spurs last time out of Sellers Park. Um, welcome to the show, lads. Albert, not not feeling so great today? No, on the cusp of a migraine. Uh, it might be the stress of the upcoming um, A23 derby, whatever they're calling it. <laughs> I, think it I think it's that. I think it's people calling it that that might have brought the migraine on. <laughs> uh, but you know, all okay. Ish nice. for now. For now, uh, Heskiff, how are you doing? Uh, nervous already. <laughs> Obviously. Obviously. Um, yeah, doing all right. Uh, excited to have celebrated news of Albert's birthday uh, with tales of sick uh, in the car in a bowl all over the show. Yeah. Okay. Well, we'll get into that and we'll get into Albert's birthday in a little bit. But first, let's do this. I'm thirsty. I want a beer. What about you? You want a beer? I'm thirsty. Oh. I want a beer. What about you? That's that's played twice. Um, why, why not? <laughs> um, I'm drinking proper job this week from St. Austell Brewery. It's dreadful. It's fucking awful. Tastes like chemicals. Don't buy, don't buy beers from co-op or whatever. Um, there, go, there goes our sponsorship. <laughs> and it looks like I'm alone this week, so I'm assuming with a migraine, you're not drinking. No, I did consider it, and then I thought, that's silly. And, you know, I'm a, I'm a year older and a year wiser, so I, I opted <laughs> against it. <laughs> and Heskiff, um, is it more tales of flat fizzy water? Um, I, I did have a red stripe earlier, but Albert oh. was so late in, in joining us that... that Stubby was done very quickly. Uh, it's normal water. You're still it's you're not... talking about beer? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, um, just water for me. Right, so because of your migraine, you've, you've, you've only just literally on the back of a fag packet thrown together your Glen Murray beer blurb for this week. 
Um, and you had a lot to live up to after your brilliant uh, Mama Brew last week. Yeah. Well, I, I worked on that one for at least a minute. And <laughs> this one, I mean, I, I haven't got a fag packet to write on. Because um, you're a year older and wiser. <laughs> no, I'm just <laughs> ill-prepared. So is this going to be a off-the-top-of-the-dome freestyle? Maybe. Okay. Can't well, I, I because I thought you weren't going to write one. I've I've written one. Yeah, so who, on, should, let's, who let's... should go first? It'll be it'll be like a eight mile battle. Mm. <laughs> Hester, well, you going to drop a beat or uh, <laughs> never mind? Uh, no. Go acapella, on, mate. Acapella, go for it. Right, I've gone um, because of obviously my favourites are fruit sours. Um, this beer is going to be called Fruit Dower. This traditional sour beer is brewed with 17 types of wild bacteria and is so sour it will make you grimace when it hits the back of your taste buds, even though you'll be delighted inside. Listen for the extra when you open a can and don't forget to swirl at the end for a deadly finish. Enjoy this fruit dower by the sea or in the city, available in all Tesco stores, but has been seen in Sainsbury's. Very good. That's very good. I mean, the the FFS was, I don't know, that was that was region, I think. Yeah. <laughs> Al, on, I'm, I'm, I'm not putting the boot in because mine, 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 you know. <laughs> I've called mine, I've called mine for fuck Saki. Oh, great minds. I toyed with that idea. Yeah. Uh, oh, come on, mate. Can't say that now. <laughs> uh, this seventeen point five percent beer—that's the rate oh, of fuck that. Now, <laughs> a bottle of wine. Well, it's, yeah, it's also the the rate of VAT that he was accused of dodging. Uh, this seventeen. <laughs> I feel. I feel if you have to explain it, it's not as good. Um, any accountants listening would have got it. Uh, this seventeen point five percent beer will make you go weak at the knee and dodge the Batman <laughs> and be inconsistent at penalties. There you go. That's all I've got. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> so gone after Glenn Murray there, completely unnecessary. Why mine was all about, you know, you can enjoy this fruit dower by the sea or in the city. Um, yeah. You've gone the complete opposite route and gone, fuck, well, fuck you, Glenn Murray. Light and shade, isn't it? You know, something for everyone there. <laughs> well um enough said i guess we must do better next week we'll try better but for this week albert it was your birthday and you got a bit of this booyaka, booyaka, it's a birthday alert. Booyaka, booyaka. <laughs> the one and only general levy i can't believe so- you cut out the bit where he rhymes <laughs> the only the only word that probably rhymes with Albert, Albert, you didn't let him finish the couplet. You shit. <laughs> well, you can share it, share it on your socials so people can um, hear how your friend with one of the worst names that you can possibly have. <laughs> Friends? Yeah. <laughs> Do you mean my brother? Oh, is it your brother? Yeah. Well, like he's, he, his, brother, his brother's called Neil. And um, it was, I was highly amused at General Levy crowbarring the name Neil into all of his rhymes. Yeah, but he did rhyme it with for real. Which is pretty good. <laughs> I mean, it's General Levy. Of course, it was going to be good. Yeah, 
my brother Neil, who did send me an FYP mug for my birthday. But we'll move on from that. Uh, so that's you drinking from an FYP mug. Heskiff. I didn't say, uh, I, didn't say I drunk from it. Heskiff. You sent us a picture right. of you drinking from it. That was just pretend. Mm. There was nothing Heskiff in used to edit FYP and wrote for the latest issue. Um, is there something you guys aren't telling me? Catch us on the Patreon. Um, so yeah you had loads of your your birthday didn't quite go to plan did it no Um, you you woke up great start to the day with general levy like you know it took a very steep decline after the general (laughs) levy (laughs) memo video uh yeah had my well the previous night we had to cancel going out for a dinner due to a uh vomiting child who arrived in the kitchen and exploded all over the floor about half an hour before the babysitter was due. Um, we still considered it before. Nah, it's not fair. Uh, and then birthday morning, all fine. He seemed okay. And then on the way to collect my other son, he uh, exploded again, but this time in the back of my car. So there I was scooping out vomit from like the, the whole, you know, the sort of cup holder in the, passenger door he managed to get it right in there uh he then i then managed to take his little hoodie off which he was covered in vomit and i sort of tried to whip it like a towel to get all the lumps off and some of it went back in my face (laughs) that's fine we moved on from that and then had a nice sort of home-cooked meal with joe in the evening and about five minutes after we finished that she went oh don't feel very well and she started being sick as well so happy birthday i was the only person probably not sick on my own birthday you know that's not how you meant to do it but again i guess that's 37 isn't it happy birthday me well good constitution i hope you didn't get sick yourself yeah i'm, I'm all right does that, does that mean that you got you got to eat all the cake yourself you didn't have to share it no because it, it was after the dinner you see oh. best of both worlds she got to enjoy all of the food with none of the calories so <laughs> <laughs> well, um, sounds like your birthday went as well as Aki Realati's quick step in the Finnish version of Strictly Come Dancing. Um, I'm not sure if he's going to get voted off, but he scores of seven six six Heskiff. Not not the greatest, not the greatest you could get. Uh, no, but also not the worst. I feel like seven six six is probably his football rating across his <laughs> career, isn't it? So I think he's probably he's probably all right with it. Mm. Yeah, definitely a 7 out of 10 every week kind of player. Yeah, that'll get you quite far into the competition. I mean, I'm not a dancing expert, but I did watch it. I couldn't see anything wrong with it. I I thought it was all right. I I, I thought the judges' scores were really harsh, but obviously you couldn't understand a word they were saying, so it was very difficult to understand why they were slagging them off. But I I thought it was pretty good. Yeah. Well, that's that's why we're not judges on Finnish Strictly Come Dancing. I mean... (laughs) Um, we forgot to mention on last week's show that Aki Realati ended up listening to our pod where we discussed him being on Strictly and um, was very delighted and seemed highly amused that him being on Strictly should be analysing such depth on a Premier League preview podcast. <laughs> uh, little does he know that um, it was followed up by a tweet. So I was saying, I think he got into the football talk in minute 38 of the pod this week. <laughs> I'd just like so, to say, I didn't just say I thought his dancing was really good in the hope that he was still listening. I wasn't being sycophantic. I genuinely thought it was good. And had I had a bit more time, I'd start a new job today. 
I might have done a little heat map of his foxtrot. <laughs> we'll have to it wait would, for that. It'd have been a bit more difficult heat map than uh, Mark Noble's heat map from the weekend then. <laughs> yeah, that was good. He actually overtook um, Edouard as the, uh, what do you call it, the high, highest expected goals in the Premier League this season. Oh, his expect, his expected goals per 90 minutes was 35 and point something. But of course he had zero goals. Yeah, I thought you were going to make some sort of air rifle joke and about his accuracy with that. But that's fine. <laughs> Um, <laughs> he paid the price though do you remember, eventually do you remember when Mark Noble went on TV and said the getting I think it was did they draw against us he said it was a, a guttering result do you remember that I do, rem- <laughs> I do remember that yeah it's guttering guttering yeah do you remember when he played for England um... no me neither we to be honest though with penalties like that he'd fit right in <laughs> coming off the bench to um yeah wonder what all your edl viewers would have thought of that one <laughs> um what we got safe standing has been there's no well, such at thing a, at least the trial has been approved from the 1st of january um albert could this would this bring you out of the main stand or the um not the main stand. You're in the main stand now? I don't know where you are. You move. You're like... Uh, it's been so long since I've been to a game. I'm not wholly <laughs> sure. I mean, whatever they call the white horse now. I thought... Family stand. The family, the family stand. stand. Yeah. yeah, I'm in there. Neil, Neil Mopay's favourite place um, to give it to. Um, not on Monday, please. Um, what is... <laughs> uh, no, well, I'm in the family stand because I sit with my boy. So standing probably isn't the best idea if, um if he projectile vomits on monday do aim him at nil mope though yeah that's acceptable like like the, the sprinklers on the pitch when they yeah. come on a bit uh, come on a bit early mm. um Hesketh, can you see this at sellers being the entire homesdale lower uh i hope so i hope so i mean the homesdale lower certainly the bits that we stand in have been everyone's been standing up like years now anyway and it'd be nice not to smash the back of your leg on your seat when you're sort of celebrating a goal didn't mm. didn't really have much of that under Roy so I didn't really notice it but now that we're actually scoring goals under under Vieira uh it would be nice to to get it all to get it all done uh but thinking how long it's taken us logistically to do anything on the main stand the idea of replacing all the seats with safe standing in the next decade seems far-fetched We've only just got plastic seats in there. Come on. How 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 would Patrick Vieira say, I've smashed my knees into the seats in front? Uh, smashed my knees. <laughs> I love it. Like he's, he always says he speaks French, but whenever he's invited to speak French, there's just an utter reluctance to do it. Jay Cassé Mejanou. <laughs> Brilliant. Um, well, look, safe standing or not, it wouldn't save Connor Wickham, that's for sure. He'll, um... oh. <laughs> he can have Albert, my seat. He made it seven minutes into his Preston debut before hobbling off injured. I mean, I shouldn't laugh, really. Well, yeah, it's hard to say. Yeah, we can't take much joy in that. Um, but is anybody that... fucking surprised? <laughs> well, um, an excerpt from uh, the match report 
the only sour note for the host was an injury to new signing Connor Wickham. The former Crystal Palace striker hobbled off after just seven minutes with a knock. Preston boss Frank McAvoy, I was a little bit concerned about Connor's injury early on. Um, I mean, <laughs> you should be because yeah. you won't see him for the rest of the season. And by early on, he means before kickoff. During the warm-up. <laughs> Heaven mm. forbid we draw Preston in any sort of cup because that would have to, Connor Wickham would have to be the the beer blurb and mm. something going to go one way. <laughs> I mean, we'll have to remain in the cup for some sort of longer than seven period. minutes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, apparently, I'm going to be picking up an injury at Liverpool, uh, not Liverpool away, at Leeds away. Um, before the Liverpool game this week, got a picture message from from my friend Nick, and it was a picture of him and Chris from One More Point, <laughs> who um, they both chatting across the table, uh, realised who I was, and he just the picture was headed. I'm sat here with a whole season ticket holder. If you remember from the show a few weeks back, that's what I referred to him as. He said he's going to beat me up at, at, at Leeds away. Hesky. Social yeah. media. Spat of the year. It is. <laughs> I didn't even know we were in a spat. I didn't even know he was listening. But he said. Well, it, it, but he, he also said he's still the best Palace writer. I mean, not when I'm alive, he ain't. <laughs> how did um? How's it gone down, uh, Heskiff? Your 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 faux diary of um. Was I mean, it the, tra- the transfer window. Uh, it's the faux diary of how we appointed Patrick Vieira. Vieira, that was And it. I would absolutely love to tell you that I've been inundated with praise, but I haven't heard anything. <laughs> so Not and, even from your mum? Uh, no, nor my wife. Both of them have read it. They just walked out of the room. So that's where we're at. <laughs> um, well, you won't be getting any big interviews like Eze got this week by Premier League Productions. Um, I know you've watched it, Heskiff. Have you managed to get round to it, Albert? Yes. Yes. No, no. <laughs> Too busy scooping up vomit out of cup holders. Thank you. I wasn't going to say that, but you've dug me out there. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> 25 I mean, minutes. It's long, it, isn't it? It's, it's not, though. When you watch it, it really isn't. Um, I, I thought that, and it flew, it flew by when I was watching it. So much so that I was... Um, two minutes late for a work meeting because it <laughs> before I'd realised that there was still five minutes of it left and I was like, oh shit. This isn't this isn't meant girl. to sound derogatory, but next next time I need a poo, I will commit to watching it. Because twenty five minutes just to myself is under it, the guise of needing the toilet is that's gonna be good content. Any other bodily fluid not the poo, you want to tick off? The, is it a fluid? It depends, doesn't well, it? So, yeah, it sounds like it would have been fluidy by all your family members in the yes, last couple of yeah, days. I, I, yeah, I won't go there. <laughs> <laughs> it's a bit like ice cream. Was it liquid or solid? We weren't sure. It, yeah. Anyway, did sound like ice cream. <laughs> Moving on. No, so I do want to watch it. Um, I, I, like, I like hearing Eze talk a lot, and I've heard lots of nice stories about how nice he is sort of from people that mm. know him from QPR. And it's not a lack of not wanting to see it. I haven't willfully ignored it um i just haven't got around to it just got better things to do um i've got a question for you heskiff um but your dog boy aside you're not a parent um do you have 25 minute poos or is this only a thing that dads do when they're trying to escape their families (laughs) 
Uh, I mean, that seems like an awfully long time. I mean, to... that's just that's just warming up. So that's how long it takes me to you know sort of lay down a couple of sheets of toilet paper perfectly to stop the splashback. <laughs> I find twenty five minutes is the limit before your knees go a bit wobbly and you get pins and needles in your feet. And then yeah, you especially, especially if you've been them. leaning on your knees as well Absolutely. with your elbows. Yeah, yeah. ouch, murder. I mean, I've I've usually finished within the first couple of minutes. It's just um, twenty three minutes then of scrolling time or essay interviews, yeah. as it were. This is an eye opening episode for me. I like what you've done there. Yeah, um, I mean, I mean, Eze could go on a twenty five minute dribble. To be fair, <laughs> sorry for listening, <laughs> Aki Rialati. <laughs> <laughs> but um Heskip, he came across extremely well in this interview didn't he i mean i i said to you before recording i can't believe how how he's had so screwed on at such a young age yeah he's great he's so he's so positive with everything he says i think a lot of people with his injury especially on the day that he gets a text saying he's in the england squad you would think that they'd really really struggle and he did say you know he was crying and he was upset but like how he sort of bounced back and and been positive and saying things like he's enjoying watching the football we're playing this season. He can't wait to be a part of it. It's just really yeah up, uplifting and and he's he just seems very happy um, about you know life at Palace. So um, it's easy to see how he's so popular when he hasn't even played in front of a full crowd. You know I think he's had mm. those two games, um, Tottenham. And Arsenal, where there were sort of a few fans in, but no, I think... he was already injured by Arsenal. He got injured just before. Yeah, Arsenal. there you go. So he's yeah, they had the Tottenham game. So I think when he comes back from injury to a full Selhurst, I think it's going to be an absolutely a mammoth noise to welcome him, uh, and and rightly so because, like you say, everything about the interview, he he just comes across so well, um, and he is still so young. So yeah, a lot to look forward to. Um, Albert, it's also worth picking up for him talking about the feelings he got inside when he first saw Patrick Vieira in front of him. Yeah. <laughs> Made him feel warm and fuzzy. Oh, I thought you were segueing back to like bowel movements or something. Like <laughs> I was like, me I was too. Try- me I too. was trying to leave them behind me, to be honest. Well, the best place for him. Um, <laughs> Oh, that's nice. Yeah, I mean, he's such a just, just he's, he's got the most infectious smile. I thought, I thought Wilf had an infectious smile, but I think Eze just, just nips in there and takes that crown. Yeah, but Wilf is often sprinkled with a lot of um, screw face as well, though. To be honest, so with a lot of tang, tanganga hand, <laughs> <laughs> which sounds like an awful medical condition. Um, <laughs> Mm, indeed. Uh, but while we're on Wilf, he's also been given an interview this week on Talk Sport, I believe it was, on Darren Bent's boot room, I think is what it's called. Um, sorry to Darren Bent if you're listening, and I, I've got that wrong. Um, but he says, on Crystal Palace fans, they're the only fans that will back you through everything, literally everything. Even when you're on bad form, they will remember the amazing performances you had. Winning a trophy for this club would be massive. We owe it to the fans. Um, Heskiff, that sounds like he might have 
realised his fate and settled in for the long haul now, particularly now that Patrick Vieira is here? I mean, that's the dream for me. I, I, I said it every time you mention it. Uh, I'm selfish and I, yes, he deserves to play at a high level and in Europe and all the rest of it, but I don't want him to. I want him to stay at Palace. <laughs> Uh, and play, get into play, Europe yeah. with Palace yeah yeah obviously obviously <laughs> um, but that's the thing you know uh, there were a lot of sort of dissenters against him in the last couple of years oh we, we should just sell him he doesn't want to be here blah 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 but I think he's always been you know really happy to play for our fans I think he loves the club genuinely and you know to hear him to hear him say how much he appreciates the support and be super positive like that is great and like I said to you before we started recording the, the last message that I sent one of my one of my mates was anyone who said that we should sell Wilf can eat shit and I stand by it mm. yeah there was... it, always, it always goes back to shit what's going on <laughs> <laughs> yeah but I mean I, I, th- I think we touched on it last week about people me wondering where the Will Faters had gone after his performance against um, against Spurs. Um, you can never you can never write him off um, because you just know out of nowhere he's going to turn it all on and then just be be Will for the next several several games. So be delighted if he sees out his career, at least like the prior, the, the peak of his career with Crystal Palace. I mean, um, it, you know that Eze interview, the way he was talking about Vieira and you know talking to the long-standing plan that Friedman had talking about these moments now that we're having now is why Eze signed for us over a year ago because Friedman laid out our plans in front of him and it's all come to fruition in that sense. And um, it's going to be hopefully exciting times for us over over the coming weeks. Um, but of course, it didn't go quite to plan at Liverpool. Um, Albert, your magic dice got it got it wrong. No, but I did also say, listen, guys, if we come away on the wrong end of a 3-0, there's nothing to be ashamed of. So I kind of did still predict it. Hmm. You know, And it was and it was the wrong end of a 3-0 is kind of probably right as well. It didn't feel like a 3-0, did it? No, not at all. You know, you look at... I hate, I hate Klopp, as we've previously discussed. <laughs> but you look at Klopp's comments and, you know, he's, he's not one to blow smoke unnecessarily. And he says, you know, as a... The hard, what do you whatever you call it, the hardest fought three nil that they've ever had or whatever. So, mm. you know, we weren't we weren't a disgrace. Uh, it's not like we sat back and invited the pressure. Um, you know, some some dodgy moments from set piece. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is plush care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Which all teams are prone to every now and then. Especially a, you know, a team that's relatively new 
along the back. Um, and Liverpool are Liverpool. So I don't think we need to take you know too much out of that game in terms of negativity or change what we're trying to do. You know, we were we obviously weren't quite as good as we were against Spurs. Liverpool are a better team than Spurs, and it was just a you know a touch unfortunate. So, mm. and on another day, it's not you know the clean sheet is what feels for Liverpool. It feels the most harsh. Is on another day we could have definitely scored goals if you think we hit the post twice. Um, we had the most stonewall of stonewall penalties turned out. Oh yeah, I mean that was ridiculous. I mean I know uh, apparently there's some suggestion that Wilf was offside in the build up, um, and that might be why VAR didn't go any further because they just looked at the line and saw that Wilf might have been offside, so it didn't get looked at. I don't know whether that's true or not. I saw Chris Grierson on Twitter saying that he was going to request the information from the Premier League, but whether he shared that or not, I didn't. I haven't seen it yet. Um, but, I, I mean, it's a joke how how that game's not been stopped there and it's been very clear that VAR is looking at it. I've not seen... I was going to say, I've not seen such a bad decision for ages, but then it only took until the Sunday to see equally terrible decisions. Well, just what an awful Shockers weekend. Everywhere. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And I hate, to, I hate to reel out the old cliche, but, you know, if that's Salah or Mane or mm. any Liverpool player down the other end, yeah, that's, that's, it's getting, you can, it's definitely getting looked at. And yeah. I'd bet, uh, something big that they would give it. So, yeah, they absolutely would. Yeah. It is mad. And um, yeah, but then saying that on the Sunday, I mean, that Cristiano Ronaldo, he did, he tried for a couple, but the one in the middle, maybe it was crying wolf for him, but there was the one, and it was funny because Martin Atkinson was the ref as well. And it was the one where he's just chopped him on the outside and the guy's oh, yeah. dangled his leg out and he's gone out. And it was exactly like the one he didn't give Wilf at the Emirates and then had to overturn through VAR. It was the same exactly the same thing it was like it's a stonewall penalty i yeah. mean he stuck his leg out but then like you say you had the two either side where he flung himself to the ground mm. and rolled around and pleading at the ref on his knees that you, you can see why they don't want to give him that i mean people say that wilf goes down looking for penalties but you know you never see him on his knees pleading like he's in front of a statue of christ or something it's just absolutely <laughs> ridiculous what he was doing but it was a penalty. I mean, the second one for me of that game was a penalty. I mean, just some ridiculous decisions. And it's like, I remember for the first few weeks of the season, there was a lot of compliments going on about how the games are being allowed to flow a bit more in VAR or I'm getting involved too much. But it's now gone to the complete opposite extreme where, you know, it's not getting involved enough because it's clearly missing things that should have gone down. But, um, but yeah, I mean, we say we hit the post twice, could have had a penalty couple of scenarios where just better first touches um Edouard springs to mind from that brilliant pass was it from Anderson who put him in behind uh, with the long diagonal um Gallagher as well one on the edge of the box where he just has to stretch a little bit for his first touch and can't bring it under there were so many good points in that game where we could have scored goals so I, was, I think everyone came away from it encouraged really and um didn't really didn't dampen any spirits for me off the back of the win against Tottenham and um yeah, so your seasons aren't defined by your trips to Anfield, are they? They're you know, still one of the best teams there is in the game. So it is it is what it is. Um, but it takes us on now to Brighton this week. And <laughs> Heskiff, <laughs> I love how much you don't even want to pay attention to them. They've had a good start, haven't they? Was what you said to me before recording. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I didn't I, really I, go I, in depth. Yeah. 
<laughs> I'd classify four wins out of five and and into the third round of the or fourth round of the cup um, as yeah, pretty good start to the season. They haven't played Paddy V's Flying Eagles, have they? Mm. That's the, this that's is true. the marker. Well, I mean, they lost 2-0 to Everton at um, at the Amex. Uh, Andros Townsend got some abuse there, didn't he? Yeah, apparently shushed, shushed the Brighton fans, which is great. <laughs> nice to hear. Um, Albert, do you want to touch on Townsend's start for Everton? Shouldn't have let him go. Now I've said it. Yeah. Interesting. I think for these wages, I think we've touched on it before, but his wages he probably had to, but he seems still seems to be going well there, and they they seem to like him as well. Um, so yeah, good for him. And I, like I say, yeah. I think we we touched on it. You know, Everton should be a club that does better than Everton has done in the last couple of seasons. So you know, to see Andros arguably go to a bigger, a more promising club, I think probably surprised quite a few people, maybe including himself. Um, so yeah, it's, it's good. It's good. He, he, again, he's another player that always comes across really well. Really like listening to listening to him talk. He always, he's always been, you know, he's always been very sort of whatever you want to call it, forthcoming and friendly with Palace fans and on social media. And when he left, there was lots of sort of two way love. Um, so yeah, I, I, it's good to see him do well. Hmm. I'm followed in though. It's the rules. Sorry, oh, yeah, I don't, standard. Yeah, yeah. I don't make the rules, Andros. Full on, full on block. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, but yeah, so they they lost there two 0 But you know, I thought when when I saw them up against Leicester this weekend, I thought that's going to be the first real test for them. And then you see the uh, after the, you know full time on looking on the the live score app that I use, and it's. They've won against Leicester at home, and you're thinking, "Wow, that's a that's a big win," on the back of what they've already achieved. And then Albert, I watched match of the day too, and um, did you 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 you're shaking your head at me? Didn't see this. They've been dis- dis- disallowing goals. Two two Leicester goals got disallowed. Yeah, that's why I'm shaking my head. Oh right, yeah. <laughs> Jared, I mean, you can understand the first one, I guess, but the second one is just appalling. If you want to just tell us in, uh, briefly what happened. Well, they disallowed a perfectly good goal. It's the only way. So it's, it's it's another it's another stupid decision in a weekend of stupid decisions. I mean, I was still living about the the one that went against us, Benteke's penalty. But yeah, just I don't know. I, I don't know what's happened there. Yeah, I mean, I think they've had they've done Harvey Barnes twice for standing in front of the goalkeeper and, and impeding his view. I think yes, maybe for the first one you can understand why they've given it, but I don't. I also don't think it should have been given. And that's coming from someone who is a goalkeeper. I just don't think he there was anything the keeper could have done about it, regardless of whether he was there or not. And then the second one, he's just no. I mean, they, when they froze it on match of the day, you can see where the goalie's looking, and Harvey Barnes is nowhere near his eye line. It's just a ludicrous decision. So I think, and. Um, uh, Potter, Potter's his name, isn't it? I, I mean, their manager such a non-event. I could always <laughs> struggle to remember his name. Um, he's no Gus Poirier in terms of a villain. Uh, <laughs> uh, but he said, you know, Heskiff in his interview after this, it's been a lot of small margins and you can tell that he's trying to temper the atmosphere around Brian because everyone's getting a little bit carried away with themselves. He clearly doesn't think they're as good as the league table would suggest at the moment. Yeah, and I think you've got to sort of take into account the teams they've played 
I mean, yeah, like you say, on paper, Leicester are, are a better team than them. But then, you know, they lost to West Ham, who we drew with. And when you sort of compare it to a start of the season, like we've had the teams that we've played where essentially we've just played the team that are top every week from <laughs> from the start of the season onwards. I think it's, I think they do have to temper it as, as well as they've done. Um, and obviously you'd rather have, you'd rather have those wins than not, but this is a different game. I mean, it's obviously a, uh, a rivalry game. It's going to be pretty heated. It's going to be a full, full house again for the first time in a little while. So, um, I think he's probably doing the right thing and trying to temper their, temper their sort of expectations a bit. Um, but yeah, it's one of those form book goes out the window things, isn't it? Hopefully. <laughs> yeah. Um, what's not ideal in a game where spirits are going to be running high and, um, you know, people are going to be wanting to get stuck in. Uh, our new assistant manager has already talked about them understand the importance of the game. And you would hope that Patrick Vieira coming from a background of North London derbies will fully understand the importance of what a rivalry means to fans. Um, Andre Marin is the ref, Albert. Um, the Andre Marin who sent Zaha off as sarcastic clapping him. Uh, could this be a worry for us that <laughs> in a game where Zaha's emotions are going to be running higher that he could end up getting himself in trouble? But you know what? I'm, it's got to the point now where I'm worried about whoever the ref is because they're all in shit at the moment. <laughs> so they all become much of a muchness. But yeah, you know, you don't want to like. There's a really there's a really sweet spot with Wilf where you you actually want him wound up. Mm. You know, Spurs is the there you go. There's the classic example. You want him wound up a bit, but you don't want him too wound up. And I think it's I think the the rest of the team have to have to help him with that. You know, and and you know put an arm around him. And I mean, I don't know who's going to be captain. It might be Wilf. That'd be interesting. <laughs> um, you know, they've they've got to, they've got to protect him a bit more. I mean, I. I was it a couple of seasons ago? Who was it that went steam steaming through? Was it go steaming through Luca like first minute? It was the home game that we lost. Yeah, it was Brighton. Yeah, uh, yeah. It was, was it? Um, was it knock Was it knock It was knock Yeah, yeah. Basically, he went straight for his nuts. <laughs> yeah, and and the the whole team just sort of withered, you know, into mm. themselves. And I'm not saying I want to see a ten a ten man brawl. I mean, I'm saying that, but <laughs> but you know, you need to you need to kind of fight fight fire with fire a little bit, and and you know, you've got to if they're going to be like picking on Wilf or whoever and giving them the rough treatment, the other the other players have got to step up and and either protect him or or give him a taste of their own medicine, and and don't let Wilf you know bear the brunt of that sort of you know that heat. Um, so yeah, I think. Will's going to be in for a rough ride, whatever. He's just got to make sure he rises above it and and maybe watch the Tottenham game back and and give him the same treatment. Yeah, I agree. And I think if you do look at the Tottenham game, there was a lot of our team getting involved in that little rumble quite quickly. I think having Maka as captain is good because he is a bit of a shit. He was moaning a lot. There was a lot of him sort of when you watch it back on telly, him in the corner of the picture just shouting fuck off at one of the opposition players. Um, mm. Wardy got involved. I mean, if Wardy's getting involved and you're making an enemy of Jesus, then you know you've done wrong. 
uh, Anderson was having a bit of a push as well. So I agree, we need to not be a passive sort of just let them get away with stuff team. And I'm hoping, I mean, obviously Vieira must have his fair share of red cards under under Wenger. Um, I'm hoping that that's part of it, sort of like the cliche, let them know they're in a game, but get stuck in, don't take any shit off them. If Ben Teke wants to go through Lewis Dunk, that's fine. Um, and I, th- I think we're more likely to be up for it and a bit more aggressive than we have been uh, sort of under Roy in the last few years. So hopefully we won't have a repeat of that uh, on Monday. Right, okay. Patrick Vieira, red cards, little little sidestep. Um, there's an Aki Rianati joke in there somewhere, but I'll, I'll, I'll leave it alone. How many how many times do you think he got sent off in the Premier League? I'm going eight. Oh, I was going to say eight, so I'll go seven. No, it was eight. Yeah. <laughs> I'll leave you now. Did you look that up or something? I didn't. I knew it was, it was, actually, it was quite high. He's, He's tied um, for the most red cards in Premier League history with two other players. Um, any ideas? One of them, I would say, is super obvious. For Roy Keane? Yeah. Um, no, Roy Keane's on seven. So close. But the other one is also super like Roy Keane type obvious. Um, the other one's just a clumsy centre-back. <laughs> it's not... Well... I don't think I don't know if he's played in Premier League enough, but Lee Catamol jumps up. Lee Catamol's got seven. You guys are good at this. God, blimey! It's like, who, name it's like horrible. Come dancing in here. It's all <laughs> sevens and eights. <laughs> and you say the other person's got eight. Yeah. Um, so, so two more. So the three of them on eight. Patrick Vieira. One's a clumsy centre back. One's a thug of a centre forward. Bloody hell. The silence is deafening. Jamie okay. Carragher. Are you pulling Lee Catamo out your arseholes? But yeah. <laughs> you, Can you we can't stop get... talking about arses and poo. I know <laughs> I started it, but Jesus. Um, uh, scored, scored a consolation against us in Lombardo's debut. Oh, Christ. Oh, um, oh, uh, Big Dunk. Yeah, Big Dunk and Ferguson. There you go. And the guy with the other guy of eight, I believe also temporarily holds the record away from Lewis Dunk for most own goals. Is it Jamie Carragher? No. Where's Morgan? <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, Richard Dunn. Oh, oh yeah, of course. Yeah. He used to get sent off for fun. And then completing the list, Roy Keane and Catamol on seven, uh, Nicky Butt and Andrew Cole on six, along with Frank Quadru. Blimey. Cost- Gareth Barry and Vinnie Jones also on six. Did you say Andy Cole? Yeah, Andy Cole. Wow. Uh, yeah, I mean that's yeah. I sit for what? It's four straight reds. <laughs> How is that possible? I just he never seemed to say anything on the pitch. Just scored goals. Too busy punching people by the sounds of it. It's because someone <laughs> called him Andy instead of Andrew and he lost it. <laughs> I mean, shout out to Vinnie Jones being on there with six when he barely played in the Premier League. Yeah. <laughs> I, think, I think if he <laughs> would have been a bit later, um, he would have probably topped that list. Um, anyway, we've, we're, we've, we've moved away from uh, talking about Brighton here. So Mariner was a, a re- Yeah, what a shocker. Um, 
Hesketh, it's a story. Is it going to be the story of two French strikers in Edouard and Morpé for either one who's going to steal the headlines in this game? Or, you know, Brighton have got, a, just looking at them, they're fucking land of the giants. I'm probably going to need to play Benteke. Yeah, it's an interesting one. I was, I was thinking during the Liverpool game, because I was advocating starting Benteke at Liverpool, because um, I don't think it'd be fair to drop him. But I do wonder at what point we decide to start Edouard. You know, um, he's looked, yeah, his touch, his touch in the box against Liverpool was, was a bit off. Um, but he looked quite strong when he was, when he basically got chopped like three times and the referee didn't give anything um, when he was, when he was sort of threw on goal. So I wonder if, if it's time to, to bring him in, but then do you want to do it in such a, a game of such magnitude? I don't know. Um, Albert, is it because he's a new signing and he's just come off the back of scoring two goals on his debut that you, you allow him to get away with that chance against Liverpool um, with the touch, or was it just a very difficult ball to bring under control? Yeah, a politician's answer. I think it's six of one, half a dozen of the other. I mean, it's no footballer, you know, no footballer is going to take every chance that comes to him, and you know, especially when you come off the bench. Um, you know, given given Benteke enough slack over the over the last couple of seasons for you know fluffing chances and miscontrolling half chances, so I think again I don't think you can you can start slagging Edouard off. But um, all said and done, you know, I think I'd want I'd, I'd still want Benteke to start and see what happens and bring Edouard on to hopefully either wrap it up nicely or, or nick it if it's if it's still a you know. Scores a level with half hour to go. Mm. So Heskiff, before you give me your prediction, are you worried? Yep. <laughs> and the re- the reason I'm worried, I mentioned this to a friend the other day, uh, who is going to be at the, the their first Palace Brighton game on Monday. So sh- shout out Francesca. Um, I'll force her to listen to this as well. I don't think she listens. Um, but I said, you know, we've played like shit against Brighton for the last sort of four or five games that I can remember, and we haven't lost. So I think now that we're playing some nice stuff, I'm worried that we're going to be the team that does all the pressing and is a superior team, but we'll lose. That's that's my ever optimistic mindset. Mm, um, Albert, the dice. Calling for them now. <laughs> <laughs> I notice how no one's mentioned Jean Philippe Mateta. Mm, well, it's yeah. There was an article about him saying he's he's in a quandary. Um, it's, I don't know if he um, know what quandary means, but <laughs> is he going to get to the fifteen games? That means the loan's got to be made permanent. Very, very unlikely. Um, I'm. I'm assuming come December, January, <clears throat> we're all going to cut tyres and hopefully get him onto another club. Apparently, he's not wanted back at Mainz. So, yeah, he's, he's, I don't think it's going to happen for him. Reminds me die. of um, the Alex Alex Sorlot. Um I saw that <laughs> the Neil Warnock thing come up on my feed. I think it was today or yesterday when um, <laughs> he's on Soccer Saturday and Jeff Stelling starts talking about Serlot going, oh, Palace have scored 24 goals this season. Serlot at Trasbon Spore has scored 24 goals. And Neil Warnock says, 
Yeah, but if, did you see him play? You would have rather started you, Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> Good old Neil. Yeah. Exactly. Hey, Neil, got any, got any signed photos? Oh, yeah. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> time for the dice. It's time for the mm. dice. Okay. Oh, two. That's a good start. It's not. Oh, fuck. Um, no, I'm not having that. I'm not having that. <laughs> fuck the dice. What was it? I'm not having that. It was uh, a five or something. It was, oh, it's actually quite realistic. It was a, it was, the second one was a three. So it was a, yeah. That's a three, two win for Brighton. But I'm not having that. Let's go again. Oh, six, six. No. Bear with me. <laughs> <laughs> Five one. There we go. We'll take that. Five one. So, so we've got a win, a win, a draw, and a loss there. Yeah, but uh, we're definitely going to win five one. <laughs> okay. Um, if we do win five one, we'll go back retrospectively and just edit the entire part of that out, and we'll just. You'll you'll also have to edit the part out where I just get naked and run round Sellers Park, giving it large <laughs> to the Brighton coaches. When yeah. I say coaches, I mean the, the vehicles, not the specific coaching staff. I mean, maybe. Who knows? Um, as long as as long as long when you're running around naked, you don't do a tasty jerk. I tend to do that before the game. <laughs> uh, uh, go on then, uh, Heskiff, what's your prediction? Who ordered oh. the gravy? Wow. Oh. Um, oh, God. Fuck. I don't know. 2-1 Brighton. Oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> I've just looked up as we're recording and there's a picture of both Wilf and Neil Mope. And I hate Neil Mope's face. Heskiff, I'm going to roll the dice for you. This is for you, this one. Okay, go. It, it says, come on, you miserable bastard. Ooh, these dice oh, are good. I, I reckon, wow. yeah. I reckon you're going gonna... like to... They're like a magic eight ball. <laughs> yeah. Um, I will go for. It actually said it actually said four two to Brighton on that one. So, <laughs> even more miserable than the actual Heskiff. Yeah, damn. <laughs> it was a double a double the pasting. Um, I'm going to go for a one one. Um, it's always going to be. It's always tight between us in recent years. I think it will stay that way. Um, they've obviously had a good start. They're going to be coming in on a on a bit of a high. Uh, we'll be happy to get back in front of the Sellers crowd again. It's going to be, yeah, it's going to be a close one. Um, hopefully, we can nick it off them. They don't nick it off us, but I think most likely we'll end up with something around a one all. Right, that's your lot for this week. Um, the following weekend is, is Leicester at home. It's I Leicester at home. You did the cup. It's a Sunday, Sunday two o'clock. Is it a T? Yes. Is it a TV one or is it? Because of European competition, because they are in Europa now, aren't they? Nothing worse than being the Sunday games that aren't on TV. I mean, what is the point? Mm. Yeah, with me um, having to scale back Northern away games this season, um, I had a disaster with a Liverpool stream. It was an absolute disaster. So I might, may, I may or may not have this week gone down some sort of fire stick route that. Um, may or may not be. Um, well, I, w- I won't say anything else. That, but with fear of incriminating myself, <laughs> incriminating myself. But on a completely separate and unrelated note, I've managed to watch Ted Lasso a couple of episodes of Ted Lasso this week. Um, nothing to do with a fire sticker or um, 
but yeah good show um couple of good bits around Sellers park as well and enjoying it um if you haven't watched that yet um so yeah uh match report will be this weekend with heskip as the all the usual look out for dr on the palace focus which is streamed what are they doing they do that mondays usually don't they or tuesdays 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 can't do it, can't do it monday this next week Mm, exactly so it'll be tuesday i imagine because it is anyway <laughs> and um yeah yeah uh heskiff you were worried about them talking about laughing about you when your yeah. name was mentioned yeah did you clear uh, it up were you happy were you happy with it no I'm laughing holding, with, with you not at you i'm holding it back so i can attack dr in person with it <laughs> just grab him by the beard and swing him around <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah so look out for all the stuff keep keep your eyes peeled to the socials for all that information and uh we will be back next week normal time in your ears thank you to samantha clasher who's having having a tough time recently for producing clacker. send some love away clacker 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 edit that bit out sam that's a shame isn't it she's got, <laughs> she's got to edit out her that bit where her own name is mispronounced um and as always i must remind everyone listening uh, that Lewis Dunk is a cunt. Thanks. It wouldn't be a Brighton preview show without it. Until next week, everyone, up the palace. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.